0: Hello and welcome to the Proskauer Benefits Brief. I'm Caroline Chima with Proskauer's Employee Benefits and Executive Compensation Group. And on today's episode, I'm joined by Paul Hamburger, co-chair of our Employee Benefits and Executive Compensation Group. In this 10-part series of podcasts, we will explore the basic COBRA rules and understand the facts and fictions surrounding COBRA coverage rules. In this episode, we will explore some of the important considerations in identifying who are qualified beneficiaries for COBRA purposes. Paul, to get us started, maybe you can simply provide a definition of qualified beneficiaries.
1: Sure. For COBRA purposes, it's really important to understand who is a qualified beneficiary. The reason is that only COBRA qualified beneficiaries have COBRA rights, not any other people who might be covered by a plan during a period of COBRA coverage. We'll explain that part of it more fully in a couple of minutes. But first, a qualified beneficiary is any individual who immediately before the qualifying event was covered under a group health plan as a covered employee, a spouse, or a dependent child. This would include any child born to or placed for adoption with a covered employee during a period of COBRA coverage. But it doesn't include someone who is covered because of somebody else's COBRA election and was not otherwise a qualified beneficiary due to a prior qualifying event. Now that's really confusing. So let me explain and give an example of how that would work. Suppose an employee quits, elects Cobra coverage, gets married during the 18-month Cobra coverage period, adds that spouse to the Cobra coverage, but then gets divorced while still covered under COBRA coverage. That ex-spouse is not a qualified beneficiary for COBRA purposes because the spouse was not covered at the time of the initial qualifying event.
0: It is interesting that you brought up that divorce situation. That seems similar to the COBRA in anticipation rule, which can also complicate things for identifying qualified beneficiaries.
1: That's right. Normally under COBRA, to actually get your COBRA rights you have to have lost coverage immediately before the qualifying event. But let's suppose that somebody gets dropped right before the COBRA qualifying event and in anticipation of that event. For example, suppose an employer decides to cut off group health plan coverage for an employee and then decides to terminate the employee. The employer might want to argue that, well, the employee didn't lose coverage due to the termination of employment, so the termination of employment shouldn't be a qualifying event. The rules do not work that way. There is an in-anticipation rule that could apply. Under that rule, if someone is dropped from coverage in anticipation of a qualifying event, that event still qualifies for COBRA purposes, so as an example. If an employee drops a spouse in anticipation of a divorce and then gets divorced, that divorce would still be a COBRA qualifying event. Now there may be a gap in coverage between the time the spouse lost coverage and the time of the divorce. That gap isn't filled by COBRA, but COBRA would apply from the date of divorce forward.
0: So what special rules apply for the different categories of potential qualified beneficiaries?
1: Let's start with a covered employee. A covered employee is someone who is or was provided coverage under a group health plan by virtue of having been an employee. Interestingly, this definition could also include others who perform services for an employer, such as an independent contractor or even directors in the case of a corporation. Of course, retirees or former employees who are covered under a group health plan due to previous employment are also potential qualified beneficiaries. Now, as is true of all potential qualified beneficiaries, eligibility for coverage isn't enough. The person must actually be covered to be a covered employee entitled to COBRA. So for example, if a plan has a waiting period and an employee is terminated during the waiting period when the employee is not even covered, that would not constitute a qualifying event for COBRA purposes, that person wouldn't be a qualified beneficiary. Special rules apply in the context of non-resident aliens with no U.S. source income. Those rules can be quite complicated. Generally speaking, non-resident aliens with no U.S. source income cannot become qualified beneficiaries for COBRA purposes, but again, the rules can be complicated. Now let's deal with spouses. A spouse would include all legally married spouses who could be covered under the group health plan. Domestic partners are not spouses for COBRA purposes. However, many group health plans that provide coverage to domestic partners do provide COBRA-like rights to those domestic partners. Legally, however, if those rights are not complied with there is not a statutory violation, rather it's simply a violation of the plan. Finally, let's talk about dependent children. Generally, a dependent child is going to be defined by the terms of the plan itself. For insured plans, you need to pay attention to insurance laws of various states that may mandate coverage for children beyond an age that might otherwise be required for federal law purposes. As I said before, dependent children can also include a child born to or placed for adoption with a covered employee during a period of COBRA coverage. Note that the placement for adoption has to mean that the child is placed for adoption with the covered employee, not necessarily the spouse of the covered employee. Finally, with respect to dependent children, you need to bear in mind that children covered by qualified medical child support orders are also dependent children who could be entitled to COBRA rights at such time as their coverage under the order expires. One final category for consideration under the category of qualified beneficiaries is to note that special rules apply in the case of chapter 11 bankruptcies. In those instances, special COBRA rules apply and individuals who are retirees or spouses of retirees would become entitled to special COBRA rights under those bankruptcy rules.
0: Thanks for that explanation. At the beginning, you mentioned other people who could be covered under COBRA coverage, but who are not qualified beneficiaries. Who are those individuals?
1: Well, the most obvious category of individuals who could become covered are what we refer to as newly acquired dependents. For example, suppose an employee is under COBRA coverage, and at the time, the employee is not married. During that period of COBRA coverage, the employee might get married and add the spouse, but that newly added spouse does not become a qualified beneficiary entitled to COBRA rights. Rather, their rights and their coverage are derivative of the employee qualified beneficiary who added them, perhaps during an open enrollment. This happens frequently with dependent children who may get married during a period of COBRA coverage and indeed have children during a period of COBRA coverage. If that happens, the dependent child's child or the grandchild of the employee would be entitled to coverage under the plan, not as a COBRA qualified beneficiary, but as a dependent of the child qualified beneficiary. These examples illustrate a situation that can become quite complicated for plan administrators as they may end up having to provide coverage for individuals they did not expect to provide coverage for. Another category of individuals that we mentioned before who are potentially covered but not qualified beneficiaries are domestic partners. Unless a domestic partner qualifies as a spouse under law, that domestic partner would not be entitled to any COBRA statutory protections. Nevertheless, there could be protections afforded to them under the terms of the group health plan. One thing about COBRA qualified beneficiaries, uh, which I mentioned before, is that qualified beneficiaries have rights. What are those rights? Generally, those rights are those of similarly situated non-Cobra beneficiaries. Here, it can become quite tricky to determine which individuals are similarly situated to other individuals. So, for example a single qualified beneficiary is comparable to a single employee. Spouses and dependent children covered under COBRA are not limited to the rights of spouses or children of active employees, rather they are more similarly situated to individual covered employees under the group health plan. So that's something that has to be analyzed very, very carefully when you're dealing with rights of non-employee COBRA qualified beneficiaries.
0: What other issues are you worried about addressing when discussing COBRA qualified beneficiaries?
1: There are three other issues to bear in mind when addressing issues associated with qualified beneficiaries. First, notice issues. COBRA notices have to be provided to each qualified beneficiary because each qualified beneficiary has separate COBRA rights. Now there are notice rules of convenience that you can use whereby a notice to one household can qualify as notice to all of the qualified beneficiaries living at the same residence. Nevertheless, it has to be clear in the notices that each qualified beneficiary has rights that are separate from every other qualified beneficiary. The second issue to consider are premium payment issues. An employee and spouse electing separately may appear to be two single premium for those two single individuals. On the other hand, a plan may decide that if two singles were both related to each other and part of a family unit, maybe the appropriate premium should be the family premium. Premium issues can be quite complicated and they will be the subject of a separate podcast in this series. Nevertheless, in addressing qualified beneficiary elections, one needs to think carefully about what premiums those individuals would have to pay. Finally, there are specific election issues that could arise when dealing with qualified beneficiaries. One qualified beneficiary is allowed to elect for all qualified beneficiaries. So for example, an employee qualified beneficiary could make a COBRA election for the whole family. On the other hand, one qualified beneficiary is not allowed to reject COBRA coverage for all of the other qualified beneficiaries. Each one has a separate right.
0: Thank you, Paul, for the clear and helpful summary of the COBRA rules concerning the identification of qualified beneficiaries. Obviously, there's a lot to consider. And thank you to those who joined us today for this employee benefits podcast. Please join us for future presentations in our Proskauer Benefits Brief podcast series and keep an eye out for more employee benefits and executive compensation insights in our Proskauer ERISA Practice Center blog. Also, be sure to follow us on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify.